Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Start and end your day with the good news. The good news with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Now, here's Angie Austin and friends with the good news. It is Angie Austin and friends, and we do have good news. We get extra, extra Robbie Yopes this week. We get you an extra time because you said to me um, last week, you said, Angie, see this book? I said, yes, I do see it, Robbie. He said, it's called The Art of Bravery, and my friend Molly wrote it. I said, okay. And she (laughs) said, and I'd like to bring her on. And I said, oh, I'd, I'd love to have her. I would. I think that, so we booked um, you guys for a couple months from now, and then you wrote and said, couldn't we come on sooner? And so we're like, well, how about immediately then? Yeah, yeah. Isn't that how it worked? You know what? It's, <laughs> it's, it's absolutely how it, how it worked. But you know what? We're such good friends. I can talk to you like that, right? That's <laughs> yeah, great oh. and everything, but now? <laughs> now? Yeah. So, Molly, we're going to talk about The Art of Bravery, your book, in more detail in our second segment, because we normally uh, start with good news, but the um, which this is good news, by the way. It's images and stories of quiet bravery. And so I want to get into all of that in our second segment. But do you mind doing the good news segment with us first? I would love to. All right. Whatever. It's fun, isn't it, Robbie? Yeah. It is it's so much fun. fun. You just you just absolutely tell your opinion at all times. No oh, what. I got that covered. And really be yeah. sure and disagree with Angie. Everything and, she says? Okay. And you wait, you're, but by the way, you, you're in the book, Robbie, right? Is that part I of I am in the book. For being brave? Yes. Okay. Okay, because it's images of bravery, so I want to make sure. I know. Yeah, you are brave. <laughs> it's not images of cowardness. Yes. Or <laughs> no. images of awkwardness, Robbie Yost. Yes. No, it's all <laughs> stories of bravery. Yes. I love that. And the pictures are so beautiful. They are. Thank you. All right, I want to start with good news. And um, this story doesn't start out so good. Good. It's sad. And the story came out a few weeks ago, but I think there's a really happy ending to it. And I've been meaning to get this story in, but I'm so glad you're here because I think as a mom... Are you a mom to Molly? I am a mother. How many kids? Uh, we have two daughters, one 21, one 16. Okay, so this, I think, will touch a nerve with both of you. So this little boy, uh, he had been uh, ostracized, and he probably saw it on social media because it went crazy. Um, his mom, if you're tardy for a third time, his mom had some health issues in a bad car, a, a vehicle that wasn't functioning well, and he was crying on the way into school because he knew for the third tardy, you get put behind this little cozy corner isolation booth in the Ooh. lunchroom when you have to eat alone by behind like um, a, a big poster board. Oh my goodness. So his grandmother had gone to school that day at lunch and saw That's him horrible. isolated and she took a picture and you can kind of peek around and see the other kids, but you're not supposed to. It's a little isolation unit to punish you for being tardy. And then every tardy afterwards, you also get stuck behind this isolation booth in the lunchroom at a table all alone with all the kids staring at your cardboard poster board, which to me is so like archaic. I just can't even believe that yeah. they would think that's still acceptable. Plus, if someone's tardy, it's not even your fault if you're like, like six, seven, eight years old. It's your parents' fault. It's not your fault. Absolutely. It's like the Taliban must run that school. Come on. Well, and the other <laughs> a horrible thing I think about it is that 
Okay, so if you're a kid who's tardy a lot, my guess is there might be some issues or troubles at home. And so not only are you maybe having a difficult time at home, then you're isolated from your friends at school and everybody's pointing at you because you're the kid. It's like, remember the old dunce cap? That's what it feels like to me. Absolutely. There's no, there's no no reason for shaming ever ever thank you molly ever no ever so there's a happy ending to the story so hard-working family they had a a vehicle that wasn't running well mom was having health issues poor little boy you know put behind the cardboard barrier and that his mom posted on social media it goes crazy so the community rallies around the family take a listen rough couple weeks for mark camello and his family these photos of their six-year-old Hunter went viral after his grandmother posted them to social media. The Lincoln Elementary student is sitting behind a cardboard box called a confidential cubby. The school placed him there for being tardy to school too many times. But the family says it's his mom's poor health and their unreliable car that makes them late. We're just a, a working class family. Um, and do the, doing the best we can with what we got. The photographs caught the attention of people across the nation, and residents in the valley were quick to act. You see that minivan sitting right there? That's oh, yours. Really? The family showed up at Kelly's Automotive Service Tuesday night in Grants Pass, expecting to hear that their car wasn't worth fixing, but instead a happy ending. I'm just blown away to see the community come together like this and see that people. There's still good people out there. People really care. There were several groups involved, including Kelly's Automotive Service, KMED Radio, and Rapid Repo that helped bring the idea of a van donation to life. We did some work on it, about $1,300 worth of work on it, to get it up and going so that it's going to be a safe and reliable vehicle for them. A labor of love from the small Southern Oregon community. Okay, the small town rallies together. Is that not the sweetest thing you've ever heard? That is so great. I, you know, I, I had to giggle though. They called it a confidential cubby. Oh, no, no, it no. It should be secret shame. Mm-hmm. No, I called it a shaming shack. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Even better yeah. than or, what I or said. Or the, I mean, the com- or like the uh, the uh, humiliation hole. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like it's just like ridiculous. it's so ridiculous. The shaming shack, a confidential cubby. <laughs> they make it sound so fun to be ostracized by all your friends. Exactly. Don't you want to be humiliated in the confidential cubby? You do. They make it sound like a teddy bear. Is that not ridiculous? Oh, it's it is stupid. But I love that the community came together. They reacted in such goodwill. I'm curious if they continued that policy at the school. I don't think they will because. I, it's amazing when once things get out, that's the thing I love about social media, then people immediately tell, you know, uh, the school how wrong it is. Mm-hmm. And recently um, in my kids' um, elementary school, the kids are eight and nine in this grade that they're uh, getting paid now for uh, good work. They each have a job. They pay rent. Um, they have to budget. They'll have like auctions and they'll get to buy things. It's supposed to teach them to save up their it's money. fake money. You can though, pay. Right? Yes, fake <laughs> money. You can save up. I'm serious. Where's the school? Can I go? <laughs> Much to the kids' dismay, it's fake money. Yeah. Yeah, it's fake money, but they can buy real things at the store, and That's you good. know teaches them how to budget, and they can pay all their rent um, like in advance if they want, and then they it's like half price. And I told my son, I'm like, you know, because we're such a saving family, I'm like, oh, you got to save up, pay your rent in advance, get half price. But of course, he wants to buy things at the auction, and that's what they're learning that if you run out of money, you don't have uh, desk money. Okay, well, something like this came out of it. Apparently, there was a boy who was tardy a lot, and when you're tardy, you lose some of your pay. Uh. Okay, and so he couldn't afford his desk rent, and I found out from one of the moms that he was on the floor. And so I said, if I if I see all good things go wrong, yeah, all good things can go wrong. And so 
I said um, to one of the other teachers, can you find out if this is true? Because Can you believe that? How can he do his work on the floor? He's just snorting. Is it not ridiculous? It's, I'm laughing because it is so ridiculous. It's, how could he do his work on the you floor? Can't, I'm sorry, you can't pay your desk rent. Get on the floor. That's just... Well, and, and I think the bigger picture here, too, is you are affecting your relationship between the children and the parents. If those parents are really struggling and they're trying their best and they're a great family and they're trying, that gives that kid a reason to be mad at mom and dad because he got punished at school for something they did. Absolutely. And that's, point. that doesn't make any difference. But my suspicion is in a lot of these cases, there is a problem at home. Yeah. Right. I'm not saying in the case right. of the little, the, other, the little boy we just talked about, maybe his parents are, are really hardworking and the mom just did have some health issues. Mm-hmm. We don't know. Right. But in the case of this particular kid, he's late a lot. And I personally think there may be other issues with the family, whether it be domestic violence or drug use, alcoholism. I don't know. And that's when the school needs to go to the family, not... Yes, not the little boy. Not yeah, the son on the floor. Right. So I told the teacher, I'm like, you better find out if this is happening because I'm going to go to the principal. It's not fair if he has it tough at home and then he has to be, you know, made fun of by his classmates because exactly. he's sitting on the floor. That's a horrible punishment to give a little boy. And then I heard they revamped the system that they had like a meeting and da da da, da because obviously that is ridiculous to yes. take his desk away. I mean, come on, you know, <laughs> it's just. It's, 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 Horrible. What's next? You get no lunch. I mean, come on. It's just crazy. <laughs> so anyway, I see them I, I, I see them like going down the right road and then they just something good just gets crazy. Well, everything, you know, if you have a great idea, you always have to work through obstacles. And that yeah. is basically a great idea. But yeah, desk rent so you have to be on the floor is a definitely stupid obstacle. <laughs> it's just very just ridiculous. I laugh inappropriately. <laughs> oh, but you know, I, you're laughing at the ridiculousness, and yes. that's but that's the thing that happens with social media is that all of a sudden something the school sees as like normal and okay because it's a part of their rule book. Other other people are like, "Are you kidding me? A cozy cubby with a shaming shack? You know, yeah. really? No, that's ridiculous." No, no. All right, so I have another good news story, and this one because you're an animal lover, Robbie Yopes. What's your dog's name again? Scooby or something? Scooby like that? and Thor. Yes. Molly has a dog. Uh, we have two dogs, Angel and Tinkerbell. Oh, fabulous names yes. here. We have cats, a Mr. Uh, Mr. Brains and uh, Kitty Man. <laughs> what? Mr. Brains? No, why are mine? Can tricks? No, why are mine? Mr. So Brains. Wait, I've never. No, I've heard Tinkerbell. I've heard Scooby. Wait, yours is it Thor and Scooby, Tinkerbell and Angel? Those are okay, but Mr. Brains and Kitty Man? I've never heard. To Mr. Brains. Mr. Brains is man. precious. Yes. Yeah. Is he? Yes. Is he very smart? He's extremely. I mean, like when we're playing poker, I, I don't. But you know, when when there's a poker game, he gets up on the table and I he knows what's going on. Does he? Oh. Yes, he does. He like when you like, he can tell he'll give you a look like I wouldn't do that. You know. You, you, have you, have you, <laughs> have you sit on everyone's shoulders? Have yeah. you seen his hand? You know. Yeah. Yeah. So, Mr. Brains. And um, with that said. Excuse me. Those are, those are normal names for no, a, a cat. No, yeah. yeah. So anyway, Scooby-Doo. Um, this dog is so stinking sweet. So he has some um, ailment that the the, the, the the owner, she has to hold him by a harness in the back because right now his back legs aren't working properly right. and he's had some That's surgery. And so she's not a big lady and it's a big dog. So it is hard for her to lift up his rear legs. Oh. So she went into Home Depot in California and Sid Garcia is an old friend of mine. He works at the ABC station in Los Angeles. And so he got a call that this woman had, her, uh, she said, you know, I just want to report some really great customer service. I went into Home Depot with this crummy cart for my dog. And I said, how can I adapt this cart? Because 
I can barely lift his hind end, you know, to right. carry him <laughs> because his legs don't work in the back. And the, the, the Home Depot workers volunteered to help her on their own free of charge to help her build this amazing cart with a little ramp for him and everything. Aww, I mean, it's like the Mercedes sweet. of dog carts. <laughs> Seriously. Ser- even Scooby would be proud. <laughs> so let's take a listen to this sweet story from my buddy Sid Garcia in Los Angeles. Risa Feldman got way more than she expected when she went to Home Depot in Hawthorne. In fact, she was so happy with the way she was treated, she contacted Eyewitness News using the hashtag ABC7Eyewitness to tell us about it. You see, her 15-year-old best friend, Ike, has cancer and a hard time getting around. So she wanted to make a cart for Ike. And like most of us, when she got to Home Depot, she asked an employee for some help. I showed him the card I was trying to use, and I asked him, what can I do to change this card and build it so that it's longer, or this, their size? He kind of just shook his head, and he said, let me give this some thought, and I'll call later. That employee was Ernesto Moran, who did think about it, and along with his coworker Justin Wadman, came up with a solution. Put the hinge down like this. This pops down for the dog. Put him up in here for he could lay down and we could travel with him. So along with Ike's trike, this is what they're calling it, they're also building a ramp so I can get in and out of Reese's car easily. I offered to build this for her, let her know that something that Home Depot offers, that, you know, giving back to our customers. I called them back, I said, did, did you guys get it approved from your manager that you could do this for me? And they said yes, their manager didn't hesitate and um, I just wanted people to know that there are people still out there who do good things, really. Aww. Isn't that oh, cool. sweet? Ike's trike. Yeah, and Ernesto it. and Justin, you know, two young guys, you know, just like, how sweet is that? And I know there's companies that do that, but I think the cost is very high. Is it? For to build prosthetic dog type things. things. And yeah, I've seen them. You know, there's, there's like straps you can put up under their mm-hmm. belly to hold them up, but it still takes your you know, strength to That's do that. That's what she was using, and yeah. she was too little. I mean, this is a big dog, yeah. so she did have the strap. Aww, and I mean, it looked nice. like she was going to, um, you know, injure her back trying to lift this giant dog, you know, around Aww. with the strap. So, oh yeah, how goodness. sweet is that story? Isn't that, that is sweet? so sweet. I love sweet. animal oh. stories. I know. You know, this weekend I went to the, um, or a while back, I went to a parade that had a bunch of dogs and dog clubs, and I was not with Scooby and Thor that weekend. And I, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm going to say this, but I missed my dogs more than my family. <laughs> really? Really? It was just a during the parade. Well, I think if I'd gone a week, it would be my family more. Than, but I love my Aww. dogs so much. Well, and you've got a teenager and a husband, so yeah. Sometimes that makes complete yeah. sense. Like if if if, uh, if Noah was six, you'd miss him more. But when they there's like a one to two year period in there where you might miss pets more than a teen. Yes. But then they go back in the number one spot. Exactly. Yeah, like it just is a short period, but they take second place. But I mean, I I was just when I came back too, and I have to tell you this: that Scooby and Thor were happier to see happier. me than John and well, Noah. No, but they might have known John and Noah might have been on to you. They might have known you miss Thor and Scooby more. Oh, I love dogs. That is I hilarious. That is so yeah. funny. Yeah. Okay, um, I have another good news story. Do you guys shop at Costco at all? Mm-hmm. Occasionally, mm-hmm. okay. There, you know, the guy that checks your, uh, you know, your receipt when you leave, yeah. uh-huh. and he puts. If you have little kids like I do, he puts a smiley face on there. 
Mm. You know, did it say Jorge does that for you? Yeah, he doesn't do that for you because your your son's like six three. Yeah. So he doesn't <laughs> get a smiley face. No, no smiley my, face my kids do, and they fight over it. But you he know. does give me a look of compassion. Does he? <laughs> oh, thank goodness for that, right there. Well, this Costco employee is so beloved, and he already has some, some medical issues, but then he's developed terminal cancer, mm. and he doesn't he doesn't complain. You'll hear his wife saying he was diagnosed, and he still has this positive attitude. Think about it. He's only checking people's receipts they love him the customers love him so much he brightens their day so much mm. that they rallied together and they raised money to give him a trip he and his wife a vacation oh. okay as they're presenting him with this vacation and I mean ten dollars here five dollars here these people only know him from leaving Costco but they just love him so much um, the entire time she's presenting this you don't hear uh, the Costco um, uh, checker um, uh, receipt checker saying anything he's uh -huh. crying the entire time Aww. he's silently crying Aww. the entire time that they're presenting him with this because he's such a sweetheart and you can see why they love him so much you'll hear his heart in this story take a listen as shoppers ebb and flow at the Danville Costco one of the first and last people they see is 45 year old Arlie Smith he's always at the door he's always giving receipts always smiling always happy and people refer to him as the Costco guy. Arlie has worked at the store for 21 years, but not without challenges. He was diagnosed with primary progressive MS. Multiple sclerosis. Then last September, his body threw him an even bigger curveball. He has terminal bone cancer, now with maybe two years to live. Since the time he was told that, he has been enthusiastic and happy, and I'm not kidding. Arlie is such a beloved figure that some customers heard about the cancer and decided to do something nice for him. What are we doing? At 1 p.m., they invaded the store. We are all here today because we love you so much. They raised about $2,500 to send Arlie and his wife on a vacation. Can you believe that? He's crying the whole time he's holding his eyes. Aww. The whole time. All right, I have to share the rest of the story with you, okay, because... He talks about how lucky he is. How could he complain how great his life is? He has terminal bone cancer. He's still checking people out at Costco, and he's the one who feels that he's blessed to have customers like this. Take a listen. We've all banded together, and um, we got people donating $10, $20, up to $500 for you and Sherry to go and have a four nights at your favorite place in Laguna Beach. Arlie, who grew up in San Ramon, was overwhelmed. They're priceless. I, they're irreplaceable. And his humility was obvious. Everything that's done for me and the love that's shown to me every day, it's astounding. I mean, people don't have this great of a life, really. Despite living with MS and terminal cancer, Arlie couldn't be more positive about life. It's in your face all the time. So how can you possibly be ungrateful in my situation? How can you possibly take this for granted? Oh, thanks for the tearjerker. Are you? Oh, man, Can that's you amazing. Believe how grateful he is and how happy he is. No wonder they love him so much. Like, yeah. I want to check out a Costco there just to get his smiley face on my receipt. Absolutely. How lovable is he? Well, here's the rest of the so story. Cool. And again, he's just talking about how grateful he is, how great his life is. And again, he has terminal cancer. Mm -hmm. And he just thinks he's so lucky to work at the store and have these wonderful customers. And I don't think I ever saw him grapple with the why me. I mean, he went like immediately to, you know, finding a bigger purpose for what he can do. His purpose now is to raise as much money as possible during a storewide fundraiser in May for Children's Hospital, a fundraiser in which he has previously finished in the top 10 in North America. A Greek philosopher once said, it's not what happens to you, but how you react to it that matters. Arlie is clearly a personification of that idea.
That has to be one of the nicest stories I've seen in a while. You know, the Kardashians get so much publicity. <laughs> That's the kind of guy I admire. That, that, that was just really something. Yeah, I had to leave the anchor on that story because we're so used to hearing horrible news stories mm -hmm. that it's so refreshing to hear. He is he has terminal cancer and he is raising money again for Children's Hospital, one of the top money earners in North America, one of the top 10 for this particular um, fundraiser. What a heart. That's a true testament to having a positive attitude, how rewarding life can be when stuff happens to you. Yeah, and we all have a choice. No matter what happens to us, little or big like to Arlie, mm -hmm. we can choose to concentrate on the pain and the suffering and why me, like mm -hmm. he said. Mm -hmm. Or we can say, hey, you know what? I've got this time, this day, I have this moment, mm -hmm. so I choose to enjoy it. Oh, Robbie Yopes is here, and also she's brought her friend Molly McMillan. We're going to talk about The Art of Bravery, Molly McMillan's book, Images and Stories of Quiet Bravery. And our own Robbie Yopes is featured in the book with beautiful pictures and beautiful stories of quiet bravery. Now, I could be in here, but I would not be quiet. That'd be the problem. I'd be loud bravery. <laughs> Look at me, bravery. Don't you see how brave I am? You're listening to the good news. We'll be right back. We know Christ loves us, and He gave us His Son for us. His love shines through on 810 AM KLVZ. Easter has become almost, well, it's a springtime Christmas. You wake up, stumble blurry-eyed down the stairs to gather your bounty that's been delivered by some mythological creature. Along with all the new goodies, you get new church clothes and have a big meal with loved ones. Well, there's thousands of homeless in the metro Denver area that don't have those luxuries. But with a gracious gift of $1.92 from you, the Denver Rescue Mission will provide them with a hearty meal for one of those homeless individuals. Put one less chocolate egg in that basket and put some great food in a hungry belly and love in a thankful heart. That $1.92 is going to go a long way to help the people that don't have anywhere else to go and call the Denver Rescue Mission home. Along with that wonderful Easter meal, the mission's Easter celebration includes the homeless having the opportunity to have their feet washed, just as Christ washed the feet of the disciples. As we remember the great sacrifice that Jesus Christ made for us, perhaps we can join together and sacrifice financially to help out those around us who needed the most. For more ways you can help and to donate your $1.92 or more, all the details can be found at denverrescuemission.org. Do you need money for your school or maybe you need money for your organization? I have a great idea for you. It's called Buck a Bag. So you get all the parents, let's say, at your school to bring in clothing and shoes. And for every medium-sized bag, your school or organization gets a dollar. thousand bags of clothing and shoes, you get $1,000. And then all of those bags of goods go to ARC. And all of that money will then in turn help the disabled community. I have Miranda from ARC here. Uh, tell us a little more, Miranda. Yes, it's a wonderful fundraiser. It's very popular among schools, sports organizations churches. It's a great way to earn money for your nonprofit organization. So Excellent. collect bags and boxes of donations. Give us a call. We'll come pick them up, count them, and then pay you accordingly, a dollar per bag or per box. It's a great way to raise money for your school or not-for-profit organization. Tell us how we do it. Give us your website and instructions, Miranda. You can find our contact information on arcthrift.org. Click on Mission, and then click on Raise Money for Your Cause, and you'll find my contact information there. Excellent. A buck a bag. An evening of music and magic featuring national stage and TV magician-comedian Mark Robinson and local favorite singer-actor Leonard E. Barrett Jr. are coming to Denver on April 2nd. Enjoy an evening of music and magic to benefit Bessie's Hope, a unique nonprofit organization that enhances the lives of nursing home elders, at-risk youth, and volunteers of all ages. 
Go to BessiesHope.org or call 303-830-9037 for more information. Do you ever feel like you're just searching for a church and you just can't find the right one? Well, I must have looked for about 10 years. I have to tell you, I've never been so excited to go to church. I feel that Pastor John Moreland, my pastor, that's you, John, um, has a real gift for teaching. And there's so much love in that church. And I've never felt more welcome. And I have to tell you, Pastor Moreland, I just... I, I love going to church now. I learn something every week, and, I, and I, I just feel so blessed by you. It makes me cry. Well, I'm humbled to hear you say that. Denver Christian Bible Church is about two things. One, we want to make genuine connections with people, and two, we want to genuinely connect those people to Jesus. Thursday night, we connect. You can go to dinner. You get to know people. And then on Sundays, I just feel like it's a time of getting together and learning, and I feel I'm always hugged. I've never been hugged so many times in my life by people who are really happy to see me there. And so I feel like I'm growing, but I also feel like I have a support system at Denver Christian Bible Church. So if people would like to come, how do they reach you, Pastor Moreland? Please go to our website. You can download our sermons for free and find out where we are, denverbible.org. The word and music that expresses his love for us. The new 810 AM KLVZ. The art of bravery. Hey, excuse me, ladies. We're on the air. Sorry. Ladies. Sorry. Okay, selfie okay. time. Oh, sorry. <laughs> selfie time. No more selfies. Oh. The Art of Bravery is the book. Molly McMillan is the author and photographer. Images and Stories of Quiet Bravery. And Robbie Yopes, author and speaker who joins me weekly for the good news, um, asked if we could bring Molly in to talk about this book, what Robbie's featured in the book. So tell me about your friend and about the book, uh, Robbie, and why you thought she would be a good guest for the good news. Well, Molly, first of all, is a professional photographer, and you're very good. She's She's very good Thank you. and she has a great eye and um, when she asked me to be in this book I was like I don't know I mean I'm not that brave but she wanted me to do it uh, in conjunction with my weight loss so she took pictures of me in the gym and as an overweight woman in the gym you got to be brave that's true absolutely that's true, you're down around a hundred pounds or thereabouts and uh, so when you first started going in there you probably hadn't been in a gym in a long time um, no, I, in fact, I was scared to death walking in because, you know, the, it's all these little skinny 20 year olds. And, mm. and that's not true. That's a stereotype. But and then me. So I was I was frightened to death, but I kept going. And the way Molly captures all these stories of bravery in the book, people going through um, illness, people going through um, some life tragedies. And uh, there's a guy in here, a Ugandan who is uh, just trying to make his way in the world. I mean, the stories are great. And then the pictures just add something to the story of you can see the bravery in their faces. One of my favorites is this little kindergartner girl. And it's, <laughs> it's just on, um, it's about her going to kindergarten. And, you know, you don't think about that. But oh, there are yeah, sometimes it's scary. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's your big, big day. And I'll so, never forget when my son went to kindergarten. He's in third grade now, but I mean, all the kids were lined up and they were going into the school and he yelled across to all, you know, all the parents are staring and some of the kids are crying. I mean, really having a hard time separating. And then he yells, Mama, one, just one more kiss. And then he ran across wow. the field, just like slow motion. And all the moms went, Oh, yeah. well, and sometimes it's not the kid who needs the bravery, but the mom going home yes, bawling, you know, true. because her eyes are at, you know, Absolutely. crying so, their eyes I was out. so relieved to send them off, but I know a lot of mothers are oh, sad. That's it. Well, even if you're glad. <laughs> <laughs> I it's couldn't wait beginning. for that little door to lock yeah. when her little backpack to go inside with their <laughs> peanut butter and jelly fingers. Oh, <laughs> I know. All right, so let's talk about this, Molly. So mm -hmm. um, 
the, the you said that right at the beginning you said uh, everybody asked you why did you write the book The Art of Bravery it, yes. and so you wanted to get that right out of the way at the beginning of the book so let's talk about that beautiful black and white photographs throughout all of the bravery stories oh, thank you thank so you. talk about why you wrote it well I was by myself in the car driving up to the mountains and I had my radio on and um, the song uh, Brave by Sarah Bareilles was on mm -hmm. and I absolutely love that song I love what it says I just you know I love it and you know in, in my mind Sarah and I are like best buddies so <laughs> we're singing we are singing as loud as we can in the car um, since my kids aren't in there and I didn't have to listen to hip-hop or something exactly. awful so I got to listen to what I wanted to and I just got to thinking about what I knew I'd heard her story about why she wrote the song but I wondered what bravery you know because she says in there I want to see you be brave well what does that look like mm -hmm. you know and sometimes the first thing you think about are the people who sign up for the military or firefighters or police people I mean it takes a bravery just to go on your shift every day sure. um, because your life could end I mean it's a serious job but most people don't do that right. you know the majority of us have a normal job we have normal families normal lives we go to walmart we do our thing we you know um but what does it look like i mean you always hear that everybody has a story but what happens when and one of the things i say in there is um sometimes we choose bravery but sometimes it chooses us Absolutely. and and what does it look like when bravery chooses you and what do you do with it um because you can't quit you can't give up i mean the goal is to continue to live your life and be a blessing and 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 you know love the people who are around you and let them you love on them let them love on you and sometimes a bad diagnosis will come along um, a child will get sick um, you'll lose someone you love and then there's times like Robbie you know she stepped out on faith and bravery. Oh stop it really? Oh yes, yeah, really like me? you. Yes I mean to purposefully make a change to to, to decide you're going to be brave to, to say okay I'm done with this the way it is I'm gonna do this and it's gonna take a bravery like I've never known I have no idea what's gonna happen you know what I love about the book, Angie and Molly, is that there's such a diversity of stories. Mm. Tell them, because this is one of my favorites. Okay. Tell about the Hillman family. Okay, so the Hillman family, um, they um, live in Lamar, Colorado now, and they have an alpaca farm, and they live on acreage, <laughs> and they're just having a good old time in a tiny, tiny town. Um, but their story started in Denver, and um, I don't know if and I can't remember the names, but I don't know if it's appropriate to say anyway, but there was a couple who had children and they were being neglectful of the children and their home and their care. And people were reporting that these poor babies were just in their diapers on the streets of Denver um, unsupervised. They couldn't speak, nonverbal, there's feces in the house from animals. This is a very, very terrible condition that they were living in. And so the state took the three children from their home um, and then I guess ignored them for a while. Then they had a couple more, took those children away too, and then they finally spending some jail time. Um, but the best part of this story is that all of those children have found wonderful homes. And the Hillman family adopted uh, from that first three, not the oldest sister, but uh, the youngest uh, brother and sister into their home. And uh, they were two and four when they came into their lives. Wow. And they're doing amazingly well. Um, and uh, one of the things that um, the mom, Megan, says is uh, at one point their son, they have a child from birth, Sam looked at, uh, looked at mom and said, Side real big, and she said, "Yeah, buddy, they're staying." 
<laughs> because it was a lot of work. It sure. was a lot of work. And so they're an amazing family now, and they've just done so much for these kids. And didn't you say that now they have more? No, they have just these three, okay. but the two more that this family had uh, are now right. out in, okay. in foster care or adoptive situations. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, well, this family's amazing. Yeah. Well, and they took, obviously, it was going to be a rough road. You know, bravery sometimes means choosing discomfort. Because mm -hmm. can you imagine uh, children, I can't, uh, children coming into your home that are not yours that you have to, that you now are going to raise. Mm -hmm. And some people have a real heart for that. Yeah. I wish I did, but I don't. I know. And that's the beauty of this. They did. And, you know, they were looking to adopt. They were going to foster to adopt. They were also going to adopt a child from China. But this is, this is, you know, she said she saw those two kids. They were in their uh, a previous foster situation, a temporary one. They went to visit and they saw those kids and she's, Megan just broke out into tears and said, those are, those are our kids. Kids. Well, and she admits, you know, she's honest. It said that they were exhausted and it took several months for the two kids that they brought into their home who'd been so severely ne neglected to even trust them mm -hmm. and that one of the kids didn't sleep so they couldn't sleep and that their marriage was put oh, uh, to I, test. I imagine, my goodness. Mm -hmm. And, then, and the son, the son that they already had to mm -hmm. accept that here are two kids coming in from the outside of our family that we're mm -hmm. going to accept into our family. They're going to take my and, parents' attention. Yes, and they're, 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 and they're difficult mm -hmm. to start. They're absolutely difficult. Yeah. Yeah. Do yeah. you have any other stories that you love? Um... You know, I do. Um, I love them all, but just pick a couple out. No, you can't um, pick favorites. I'll try but. to do. I'll try to be very diverse here. Um, there is uh, a man. I'm calling him a young man. He's younger than me, so I guess he's a young man. <laughs> <laughs> who is uh, has a story that a lot of people can um, uh, identify with right now. He is a recovering um, prescription drug addict. Which he, is a lot more common than people absolutely. think. Absolutely. They do. They very have a prevalent. surgery. They're mm -hmm. all of a sudden on pain medication. Mm -hmm. And then they're trying to get more pain medication. Yep. And, and he had a series of surgeries which caused him to physically get addicted to these. And, and you know, sometimes it's through no fault of your own. He's I not know. going out on the street looking for them. I know. You know, if you have a surgery and like you're, you have an addicted personality, mm -hmm. that is a tough situation because you didn't go out looking to get in trouble no you just started taking these for surgery and all of a sudden mm -hmm. started craving them right and he gets so addicted that his life just becomes you know a mess um, he's already divorced at this point but does have custody of his daughter part-time and it was compromising his time with his daughter um, so he finally reached out and got help um, he's probably almost two years sober now um, and he did just have to have his gallbladder out he had to have another yeah, surgery so. recently oh, so scary. I was asking him how are you handling that and um, he lives in a small town in Oklahoma and his parents are nearby and he said I, I have the prescription but my dad has it and when I need a medication he'll bring it to me one at a time so he's learning how to balance that um, but his story is amazing. Um, I love little Cassidy here. She was She's born. beautiful. Isn't she gorgeous? She, look at this. Isn't she yeah. great? Oh I'm, I'm going to talk her into doing some modeling. I, oh my, I mean, yeah, every time. And pretty. she's been in front of my camera three different times other than this book. And every single time. I mean, the girl can look at me cross-eyed and it's a gorgeous picture. She's now, amazing. Cassidy has spina bifida. She did, yes. Which is, you know, an interesting um, story because I, I really want to highlight Cassidy and her bravery because... One of my girlfriends ha also has a daughter with spina bifida, mm. 
Mm. And she was doing so well. Mm. But when she was pregnant, uh, the, the doctor, the obstetrician actually said, when would you like to schedule to terminate the pregnancy? Oh, and stars. she said, I'm not no. going to terminate the pregnancy. And she was young. Yeah. She was in her early 20s, my girlfriend. She said she didn't know anything about it. And when the doctor told her that, she was terrified oh. because she had no idea, yeah. you know, how horrible the situation must be if the doctor is suggesting that. Wow. Come to find out her daughter's in, you know, normal school. She's oh, excelling yeah, yeah, yeah. academically. She wears braces and she can run. Like she's doing so well. She runs in her braces. And here they had offered this option. So That's I just want to say just a wake up call to everyone out there. Just because a doctor offers that as an option, please mm. get more information. Find out exactly what you're up against. Search, you know, your soul. Pray about it. Don't just say, oh, well, the doctor said sure. this option is what I should do. So I should do that. Absolutely. Please. I mean, look at Tim Tebow's mom. Wasn't it an option for her to also terminate mm-hmm. his right, pregnancy? Exactly. And Tim Tebow is just fine, thank you very mm-hmm. much. And so is his mom. So. He's more than fine. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Yes, Robbie. Sorry, sorry, yes, sorry, Robbie. sorry. Yeah, digress. So, but yes, tell us Cass- Cassidy's story. Cassidy, um, uh, she, I met her when she was five years old, and my youngest daughter and her are the same age, and they're friends, and they were in kindergarten together. And uh, Sarah connected with her and, and had a little friendship, and we even have a picture, her mother and I do, and, and we, we can't decide who took the picture. She thinks she took it, I think I took it, I'm not really sure, but um, of them holding hands walking into kindergarten Aww. together. And so, I mean, she's just a doll and um, just a sweet, sweet spirit. And, you know, like she says in her story, you know, she she wouldn't live her life any differently it's the way she was born yeah, she uses braces and a wheelchair she uses braces and a wheelchair just because long distances are hard for her hips um but she gets around just fine and um she's she's just a great kid and she has a great she says she has a group of teenage friends who also have spina bifida yes wow. i had i had the privilege of photographing they had a kind of a retreat um was this summer uh-huh. And um, they brought in adults with spina bifida or other physical needs, and they had um, all of these people come in and volunteer. They had a massage therapist, they mm-hmm. had a makeup artist, and when they were done with their pampering, um, they got all you know pretty the gals anyway. And I took their pictures, Aww. and I made sure to make them beauty shots right. you know yeah. just yeah. you know gorgeous oh, that's, gorgeous that's beauty so shots. so cool that you did that yeah moment. and that was fun to meet them all it was just you know and then trying to get them all together for a group shot we were laughing so hard um <laughs> all the wheelchairs smashing together and all the you know and they were having i mean they just you know everything in stride how did you find all of these stories of bravery to photograph well i started with cole he's he's um a young teenager and um who's having to deal with bullying um and once i talked to his mom and talked to him and kind of told him this was kind of my idea what they think they thought you know what yeah yeah go for it so then i decided i didn't want the book to be all about one thing so i made a list of everything i could think that was brave yeah and i just went looking for people who fit those attributes and so i cold called people like you know i had a couple say yeah not so much just because they didn't want the attention on them but not because they didn't think it was a good idea sure so then i go okay well moving on and um i pretty much filled my wish list when you asked me i was really surprised Mm. because i was thinking i'm not that 
brave. <laughs> I and, actually think it is brave but, when you want to lose 100 pounds to walk into a gym and be different than everyone else. You know what, though? This book and, and looking at the pictures and everything has really healed a part of me. Really? That what we were talking about uh, the other day about <clears throat> fat shaming and how... Uh, sometimes we shame ourselves because yes, of that. And yes. Molly took these beautiful pictures of me in a gym in workout clothes, not looking my best at all. And at your sweatiest. At my sweatiest. <laughs> and I looked at these and I thought, man, this is beautiful. Mm -hmm. And so her pictures of me healed this part of me that says, you know what? I'm a, I'm a, I'm worthy mm -hmm. except. Yeah. Now there, there's, uh, no, there's no, except. no except. Yeah. No. Well, and I had, I think every single person that I asked had the same reaction and they'd be like, really me? Why? And I would explain and they were just like, well, okay. And I, you know, and after they embraced it, it was great. Well, and I, I've worked out with Robbie. We went on, on a trip together. Oh, that's and, right. Uh, we were on the treadmill <laughs> together, and you were very dedicated, even though we were on vacation in the midst of, you know, your weight I, loss I journey. Did. Yes. You know, and it's been inspirational to a lot of us. And whenever I'm, you know, trying to lose weight, a different amount maybe, but, you know, it's frustrating. And I remember you saying how much it is a journey, you know, and that you just keep going. And I saw a drawing the other day of it, and rather than, like, from this weight to that weight, it's not a straight line. It was all squiggly and kept everywhere. around. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Around. And it will the rest of my life. Yes. Right. All right. Again, the book, Art of Bravery, Molly McMillan, Images and Stories of Quiet Bravery. Molly, the best website to reach you? Uh, these are on Amazon and mollymcmillan.com. Excellent. Thank you both very much. Very good news. Thank you. God's loving word and uplifting music that will give you victory in your life. Love Lives on the new 810 KLVZ. Well, if you want to attain your dreams and you want to reach your goals, Carrie Conley is the woman to do it. And we just had a great seminar. Boy, that was fun and we learned so much. We It was a life changer, was it not? It changed my life last year and once again this year. Very inspirational. It's such a reward for me, Angie, when I see people, not only when I work with them one-on-one -on -one or in my small mastermind groups, but when you've got 200 people in a room and you can see them, I can see all their faces when I say something or somebody else says something where you can just know that that hit them to the core and they made a huge shift in their life and that's what it's all about. Well, you've really guided me in my career, achieving some of the goals that you know I had in mind over the last year. You helped me write it all down. If people want to work with you in the future, how do they get in touch with you and how do they work with you on achieving their goals, Carrie? Right. So the best way to reach me is just through my website, infinitenation.com, and what I do is run mastermind groups that I bring people into for the year and help them achieve their goals, build their business. InfiniteNation.com. Thanks, Carrie. Thank you. An evening of music and magic featuring national stage and TV magician comedian Mark Robinson and local favorite singer-actor Leonard E. Barrett Jr. are coming to Denver on April 2nd. Enjoy an evening of music and magic to benefit Bessie's Hope, a unique nonprofit organization that enhances the lives of nursing home elders, at-risk youth, and volunteers of all ages. Go to Bessie'sHope.org or call 303-830-9037 for more information. This is a good place. I really like it. 
This is Eric. He's an ambassador with ARC Thrift Stores. Yeah, I started at the Brick Break and sorting the different Brick Break stuff also. Then I went to the showcase and then I got hired to be a cashier. He knows that with hard work and dedication that he will advance in the workplace because he also knows. They trust you to do a good job. And he loves where he works. I'm the opening cashier, so I'm there from 8 a.m. to 4.30 and I have to make sure the registers are ready to go. The right tags are on the computer so we could get the right discounts on there and make sure there's enough bags. Support ambassadors like Eric and the differently abled people in your community by shopping at ARC Thrift Stores. It's a very good place. It's Everybody's real positive and it feels good to be around that. ARC needs your donations of gently used clothing and household items. To find the most convenient donation station, donation box, or ARC Thrift Store location, go to arcthrift.com. That's arcthrift.com. Yeah, overall I'm very happy and thankful, like I said, about ARC. Easter has become almost, well, it's a springtime Christmas. You wake up, stumble blurry-eyed down the stairs to gather your bounty that's been delivered by some mythological creature. Along with all the new goodies, you get new church clothes and have a big meal with loved ones. Well, there's thousands of homeless in the metro Denver area that don't have those luxuries. But with a gracious gift of $1.92 from you, the Denver Rescue Mission will provide them with a hearty meal for one of those homeless individuals. Put one less chocolate egg in that basket and put some great food in a hungry belly and love in a thankful heart. That $1.92 is going to go a long way to help the people that don't have anywhere else to go and call the Denver Rescue Mission home. Along with that wonderful Easter meal, the mission's Easter celebration includes the homeless having the opportunity to have their feet washed, just as Christ washed the feet of the disciples. As we remember the great sacrifice that Jesus Christ made for us, perhaps we can join together and sacrifice financially to help out those around us who need it the most. For more ways you can help and to donate your $1.92 or more, all the details can be found at denverrescuemission.org. His love lives here, 810 KLVZ. Welcome back to the good news, my friend. All right, so here's the deal. Would you like to feel better? The good news is that you can have more energy, you can sleep better, you can live longer, you can be healthier and really greatly reduce your risk of disease uh, at, because Dr. Joe is the master at this. It's your passion, really, isn't it, to keep people healthy? It is. It is to help them reach their full, full destiny. I mean, everybody has a destiny for their life, and, and health can get in the way, and I want to help them not let it get in the way. We talk a lot about the things that come along with poor health that are you know, cancer-type-ish things, but uh, I just did an interview with a specialist in dementia, and he went over the things, Dr. Joe, that would s- reduce your chances of dementia by 60%. And if you're young, you're thinking, well, what do I care of young no it starts developing earlier exactly. uh, and they're already seeing signs of Alzheimer's and brains as young as 20 mm-hmm. so if you could do things to prevent that wouldn't you if you could take a pill that would reduce dementia by 60% your chances of getting it you'd take it right so here's the deal all the things that you um, espouse did I use that word per, that you say that we should do right. um, th- that's the stuff that reduces Duh. the dementia by 60% Duh. I mean exactly getting healthy is a wonderful thing that it's amazing. It's like we talk, whether it's cancer, diabetes, Alzheimer's, heart disease. You have to live like you don't want. You have to live now, plan today, not later on down the road. You have to sow today and and get healthy today, so you don't get that tomorrow. Don't get it. That's the don't get it plan exactly. Well, and I know how passionate you are, and I'm starting to get weird like you, and it made me so nervous because uh-huh. I was going through like the airport, and I know how you look in people's carts, and you want to like you try knock that big mech out of your hand. I mean, you're killing yourself. You know, you're like I think if they had a gun, I could do it. But now I'm looking at people like, oh, you probably shouldn't get that donut. You know, there's a healthier spot right around the corner, and like I'm thinking that in my head, but then I'm thinking you need to learn from this, Angie. Like you need to make sure that you. Do 
do everything you can to try to stay as fit and healthy as you can. Right. And, but I do look around at people and, oh, I wish she wouldn't do that. Look, they have little kids. Or you know what makes me sad, Dr. Joe? If I see a family that's overweight and the kids are shaped just like the parents, I want to just grab those kids, you know, because I hate to be mean, but it is the parents' fault. Well, you know, the thing is about being healthy, it's, a, it's, a, it's an individual decision. So like I tell parents, or I tell families, look, you take care of you first. And then, and then use this, you know, use that we call it the sleepless in Seattle, you know, like I, I want what she's having, you know, that kind of thing. So once people start seeing you get healthy and you take responsibility for your own life, then the family, the husband, the spouse will kick in. But if you just keep talking and nagging and talking and nagging, then that doesn't help anybody. And so I really try to encourage people, look, you take care of you first. You put your you put your air mask on first, then your child's or then yes. your spouse's. And that's what we try to focus on. And that's why we have a big family practice is because when once people start getting healthy, then everybody kind of gets jealous as well. I want what I want what she's having. I'm like, well, then they come, they join it and they have fun. And you become now the local health expert. All right. And here's the deal. I we go through diet, we go through exercise, all kinds of things. But you always tell me um, if you just you know, make one of these changes, you'll be healthier, Angie, or you'll say that in one of your speaking events. If you just do one of these things, you'll be healthier. And you do 99.9% .9 of it all the time. But even if we can't be like you, I'm calling for people to do one thing. Um, we were reading this article about cereal. And right. the headline is, your breakfast cereal could be loaded with this scary toxin. Right. And when I saw that, I thought, Dr. Joe is always saying, go look at the ingredients on the boxes. And if you can't pronounce a whole bunch of weird, scary ingredients, like you showed me the ingredients once in um, a shake from a fast food place, and they were there's no milk in it and no strawberries, but it was a strawberry shake. Mm -hmm. And so I really try to not eat out of a box. And so if, if I, I, I guess my challenge, if you're listening, is to just get away from food in boxes and get more down to food, you know, from the earth, closer to the earth, uh, cleaner food. Because if you can cut some of these toxins, and it, along with that comes the salt and the sugar and the chemicals that you get rid of as well. And I'm so far away from this stuff now, I cannot believe how much I eat just veggies yeah. and fruit and nuts. Yeah, it's scary because it's the toxic dump. It's a toxic load. So the thing is, is that as, as you know, one bowl of cereal does doesn't make you sick. But how many bowls of cereal have you had in the last 5, 10, 20 years? And, and 40 years ago, these ingredients weren't even around or even invented or created you know, on this planet. And now they're making their way into foods. They're making our way into different ingredients. They're making us into, into, into the food supply, into the water. And so we put this in our body. The, 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 the body doesn't have, know what to do with it. So it immediately these toxins attack the nerve system. And so you look at the brain, you look at all the poor test scores, you look at all the different children being overweight, you look at the cases of dementia and Alzheimer's. These are all neurodegenerative diseases. And where are they coming from? The people are still being made the, the old-fashioned way, but yet they're living in a new world where their food, their air is toxic, the medications are toxic, the, the, the cleaners are toxic. And you just have to simply be able to read ingredients and be aware that there's toxins out there that can make you very sick. All right. So I, I'll be honest with you, Dr. Joe. I used to think you people were wing nuts. Okay. Mm -hmm. Seriously. I'd be like, I'm so worried and organic this and this and that. Well, the government, don't they protect us? Don't they monitor us? Don't they? And he said, Angie, you need to educate yourself. The right. government's not protecting you from all these things. And when you find out sometimes what's in the foods, this article uh, about the cereal says that oat-based cereals were found to contain worrisome levels of a common toxic mold that's been linked to cancer. Mm -hmm. It goes on to say that it caused kidney cancer in animals. 
And then it says um, the World Health Organization believes, again, this is just your cereal, your oat cereal, that it may be a human carcinogen as well, yet it's not monitored here in the U.S. Mm-hmm. I'm stunned by how many toys come into the country, foods come into the country, that no one checks up on, on the country that sent us this. And they just we trust that they are following you know, what we prefer here in the States. And I'm stunned at what gets allowed into our foods uh, that really isn't good for us and nobody stops it so we can stop it because we don't have to buy it. And you know what? They will bend to the pressure because it's all about money. So if the food companies see that we want organic, that we don't want GMOs, that we want things that without pesticides and dyes that really will hurt our bodies, they'll start giving it to us. You know, the thing is, it, you really have to take responsibility for your own health, your own life. Good no point. one else is going to do it for you. You have to be the one that, that you know, and, and get your friends together, get your churches together, get your groups together. Say, look, this is how we're going to eat. You know, have gardens and, and find a local farmer to help support them and start eating locally. But learn how to pull it off one day at a time well, and you, a, and you can get healthy. I want a garden. Yeah. Dr. Joey could go on for an hour. What's your website? Spinegeek.com. S-P-I-N-E geek.com. Excellent. Thank you so much, Dr. Joe. Always a real blessing to have you in. Thank you for helping my family get healthy, and thank you for helping My pleasure. Thank you. My good newsers get healthy. (laughs) Thanks for listening to The Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.